Hey, this is Chris from the Ticket Stub. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Hey, good morning. That's well, a struggle hey right there. Hey. hey. Welcome to Dick and Skippy in the mornings. It is Wednesday already. It's hum day. Hey, Dick. Guess what day it is? Dick. Dick, what day is it? I want it over. Dick. That's yeah. what kind of day it is. Yeah, I want right. it over already. It's Talking to me like that. The day before Friday Eve. But it's 9.18 in the morning on a bright and cool December the 4th. In historic downtown Conroe, current weather right now is that it is 55 degrees. It's going to get up to the 70s, but back down to the 40s tonight. And it's going to be kind of temperate, as they say on the Weather Channel, for the next few days. Kind of partly cloudy. No rains or storms or anything till maybe next Tuesday. Yeah. And who knows what's, you know, no one can figure out what's going to happen by next Tuesday. Now, the weather was nice last night, so if you missed the tree lighting, folks, you know, you lucked out. So you were there for, on that right now? I was there. The only thing, the, the funniest thing about that whole night was no one really knew when the tree was supposed to go on. So I was told, you know, we had Elizabeth West here on Monday, who's in charge of all that stuff. And it was Elizabeth. You're about to be thrown under the bus. It was six thirty, from what I understood. Okay. Right? Did you understand six thirty? I, I understood as much as I listened to it. Yeah. So we hurry over after getting some Conroe coffee, and mm-hmm. Holly and I, and we sat there, and their PA system was not to the point where you could hear everything, and so we sat there for twenty five minutes till about seven. It was about seven oh five, and I was like, Did I miss something? What are they talking about? Are they saying it's not working? Like, so we. I couldn't hear anything, and all of a sudden you hear nine, eight, and I'm like, oh, wait, after 35 minutes, we're freaking turning on the lights now. They and could have been trying to find the uh, the plug. Yeah, it's my, it's my guess. You know, maybe the extension cord, you so, know, they were right there. Yeah, just a lot of people, though. Four inches short. Way to hit too the many plug. people. Oh, I remember uh, being there a couple of years ago as part of the festivities, passing out programs and yeah. stuff like that, and it was quite the yeah. uh, French Quarter Set up there. Well, I'm going to offer my services for next year because you, you couldn't hear anything, and then there wasn't any organization. It'd be like they pass it on to people, and people didn't know how to use the mic. They were, you know, they were talking like over here, so it'd be, you hear them go like, "Today's festivities." You don't make sure. Oh, so you feel that there wasn't a dress. And rehearsal? then you get the next person that are really loud, and I'm like, "All right, you just need to have one MC." And then if the mayor wants to talk. One thing I have a question though mm-hmm. is uh, the Reverend prayed, and I was like, "Are we allowed to be doing this right now?" Sure, why not? At a city event? Why not? I was curious. Yeah. I always feel like there's a stigma with that kind of stuff. Well, there's a stigma, of course, but I mean, it's like, uh, well, uh, Commissioner, I think it's Charlie Riley's, uh, like, under constant lawsuit because no, he, institutes, Riley. he institutes prayers. That's Wayne uh, Mack, like, dude. Wayne Mack. I'm sorry. It was Wayne Mack. Thank but you But he very does much. it before they open. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not a problem. Like, it's not, it's voluntarily, like, if you show up for court and, like, 20 minutes early, mm-hmm. he opens the doors and he invites people in if they want to come and pray. Mm-hmm. It isn't like if you're going to court, you got to sit there and listen to this prayer. Like, you can voluntarily go into the court early. Right. Maybe it's like a sneak thing, though. It's like, if you want to get out early, you can come in early and pray. I can totally see churches doing that. Well, I told you, as far as, far as sneaking is concerned, in England, when they had morning assembly, because yeah. it was like total integration to church and state, I would just hang out with the Jewish guys in the other room, because um, they were excused. Yeah. 
Right. So, so when I went to Abilene Christian University, I hung out with the international students because uh-huh. it's so much easier because they had a lot. More, they right. have a lot more things. Well, going I, on. I was the international student back then. That was so cool. But yeah, here's the thing. Remember the First Amendment says there shall be no. I'm just curious. I was just like, oh, this no, is random. Basically, there would I be an establishment the of conspiracy theory of a right there. National religion. You, there would be no Church of America. Okay. That's what it said. So the separation means, yeah, you could do stuff. You just. Fair enough. All right. And again, people here... I'm not trying to cause could, a problem. They could have gone down the block if they didn't want to hear it. That's what I'm saying. So. Yeah. But now afterwards, wasn't there like a storefront oh, contest? Oh. And we actually got a couple of tokens, didn't yeah. we? Some poor saps. So Felt so, sorry for us. So businesses in downtown Conroe were encouraged how many I have. to decorate their windows. And with uh, people would be given a token and they could throw in a slot as to their favorite and... How many tokens did we get, Dick? Uh, Round ten. Up. We got ten. Ten whole tokens? Yeah. Out of, like, what, you think, like, three, 4,000 people showed up last night? There's a lot of people I don't know. Okay. We got a little too much. Okay, so we got 0.2% of the vote. I'll take it. You know, you know there was a lot of people when people were parking in the alleyway where it says no parking? Because they're risking being towed. That's mm-hmm. how many people were here. They're like, I can't walk. We can't find a place. We got to get to this tree lighting. And then of course Holly didn't know how to back out her car, so I had to back out her car not to hit anything. Now, didn't weren't we told the other day that, that there would be plenty of parking in the garage? Well, I mean, it was that full. Wow! So, so a next garage year can only be that to, big. Next year they may have to uh, fix that. I guess. Dick, we need to introduce our guest because we've been talking for like seven we'll minutes. We're just doing now, an introduction. Just... An introduction, you know. We're doing the intro show. In the we intro. We do have a special guest here. We have a show. If you didn't know, perfect timing on Wednesdays uh, following this show. Is the homeowner show, and it's for anything about homeowning. Anything no no about renters it. allowed. Anything about homeowning. Oh, actually, no. We have renters allowed, right? Because you could rent to people, and you take care of the rental house, right? I is wonder. Right? I wonder what the extent. Know. We'll find. Hold on. I got. I got to turn on your mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're nobody's right so now. So who's in the studio with us? So Sean? we got we got Craig, we got Kevin in the studio. So these are a couple of. We had Craig on about a week or so ago, right? Yeah, I was. I was on. Scalibur Pest Control. Almost exactly a week ago. Yeah. So back already, and he's of course with Excalibur Pest Control, and we were asking all kinds of questions on that. And I'm Kevin, still, still repping the gear. I got I got the logo. Yeah, rocking. there he goes. If you zoom in on him, you'll see he's yeah. wearing it. And, and the truck. And the truck. Yeah, you get. Yeah. It's right there across Just the street. Just drive by the studio. Do you have like a custom it. horn? A custom, I need a custom horn. Yeah, they they make those. Yeah, that well, are like you could like do the charge. You, you could do the charge. Horn. The charge. Like, da, 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 <laughs> you know, and I can see it because you got Excalibur. I, I used connected. to have one that played Dixie, but that became you know, yeah, yeah, tra- the little General Lee thing, right? Yeah. No, I would do like the Emperor's theme from Star Wars, and that nice. way you're you know, you know you're warning the pest you're, you're coming. You know you're gonna die. <laughs> if I could get that in a train horn, I'm all over oh, it. Oh, there we go. Okay, and Kevin, um, how did you? Uh, which we could also do that here? when the city is forcing people to pray. There we go. <laughs> there we go. On your knees. <laughs> that would get sprayed. That was pretty baller last night. If someone came up with a train horn, like in the middle of the whole thing, <laughs> just blare it. And we're like, oh, okay. It's, it's Dear, a, it's a mighty amen. <laughs> or do it when the tree actually goes on. Yeah. So everyone thinks there's something wrong. Yeah. That'd be good. So oh. Kevin, how did you? What, where, how are you involved with this guy? Well, I'm. I'm. Uh, it's also involuntary. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm actually <laughs> he the, owes bra- me money, I'm the man. brains behind the operation here. Yeah. Yeah. No, Wait, Craig's the looks? Oh, <laughs> wow. You guys are hosed. Yeah, it's a bad, bad That's combination. That's why we're on radio. <laughs> That's right. 
They're no. testing the market. They're probably swap after that in 2020. Yeah, right. <laughs> we, we've known each other for a few years now, and um, yeah, so uh, we, we just kind of got together talking about potentially doing this podcast and uh, trying to find a, a, a niche. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, man, there's how many hundreds of thousands of podcasts, it seems like. And so trying to find one that that um, that would work for us, that we would enjoy doing, and something that you know, 75 million other people aren't doing. Mm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, uh, there's not a lot of podcasts out there about specifically what we're trying to do. There we there may be like maybe one other. Really? Um, which is, it's the homeowner show. The home, yeah. So kind of give me like the synopsis of it under the, like in the description when I search for it. Yeah. So we, we do, a, we, it's kind of a wide berth of topics okay. on, because we bring in professionals a lot. Of, that's what we really enjoy doing is like, I think last, not, not the one that came out, not the one that's going to be airing today, but last, last Wednesday, uh, we, we interviewed an electrician, uh, Weston Simon. And he's, I mean, he's an awesome guy and he really knows his stuff. He's a master electrician. And so we brought him into the studio, him and his wife to talk about their business, you know, what they do for, for homeowners, you know, and, and issues and things that, you know, people that own homes or rent homes or that looking into buying homes issues they need to be looking out for, issues that can be corrected. You know, what would you actually hire an electrician for? You know, what, what sort of language do you need to know? You know what, what's the vernacular of hiring this professional? Because a lot of people are intimidated by pr- people in those professions because they don't speak the language, mm-hmm. you know? And so, like, you know, a plumber could come in and say, well, you need to do this, that, and the other, and they're, they're labeling all these things. They don't know what those are because they're not a plumber. Yeah, and then they put a price tag on it. And it's like it's gonna be nine hundred dollars to to fix your toilet, and you're like, I, I can go buy one for like a hundred bucks. So why is it gonna cost so much? And 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 maybe maybe you legitimately need to spend that much money, but uh, just having some tools in your tool belt of why and and having some some smart questions to ask. That's that's kind of what we're we're hoping with these guests is to bring them on and say, what do we need to know as a homeowner before you arrive at our house? Uh, and what do you actually do? And so, so at the end of the day, they're not, you know, leaving our house going, man, I just got hosed, you know? Yeah. No one wants to feel like they've been taken advantage of or like, and, and no one also wants to be in that space of like, I don't know what's going on with my house. Right. You know? And like, what is, what is this person actually doing? What's the process? Um, and so if you could have a conversation with somebody before you actually spend the money. So you're telling people to rent? I, you, I mean, like that's the. Is that what you're talking? That'd, that'd be yeah, fine. if they get everyone to rent, the podcast is suddenly over. <laughs> yeah. That'd be fine with me because then I'll just go buy the houses and rent them out. There to you them. Go. Well, yeah. let, let me ask you this then, because this is a weekly show, a uh, weekly podcast on available on Tuesday. So actually, the show you're going to hear on Lone Star after this is available right now to listen to on demand. Yeah. Uh, when you're talking about owning a home, don't you think that would bring anxiety on folks because of the woes of owning a house? Absolutely. So what do you see as the advantage of owning a home? Well... You can do whatever you want, basically? Yeah, it's your property at that that point. And you're like, you know, if you're... And and we even talk about that. I mean, like, we we brought in someone to talk about homeowners associations. You know, like, what what can you do to your property legally? Well, you infiltrate the HOA. That's right. Take it over. And change it. It's not hard. That's what my dad's doing right now. Or you buy around an HOA. That's right. And and just, you're close enough to the HOA, but not so close that they actually can tell you what to do. Yeah. (laughs) Or you buy unrestricted property. I mean, so, like... So and that's that's really what we're trying to alleviate is that anxiety. Not not alleviate it, but like just sort of explain it and like how do you how do you actually deal with it? How do you how do you come to terms with it? There's so many things about owning a home that you probably just don't think about. Like one of the things that we that we were talking about just recently is 
that it's important to prepare your home for winter. I mean, we don't get hard winters down here, uh, but some of the people that listen to our podcast aren't here in Houston. And so, but even still, I mean, there are moments whenever it gets cold. So you, you probably need to winterize your, uh, your irrigation system. So if you've got a, a sprinkler system, you probably need to winterize it. I don't know how to do that, but somebody does. And so, but I, maybe I don't know that I need to do that unless somebody tells me because I don't want to, you know, get caught one, one day with my, you know, my backflow preventer is, is busted and all of a sudden water. That's, that's sh- the big one around here yeah. is the backflow. For, yeah. And, and, and water's flowing, you know, out and I don't even know where the, where the shutoff is and, and, I'm, and, and so we're trying to just kind of That kind pre-empt. of stuff surprises me when I learn people don't really know about their home. Yeah. Because when, when I was growing up, my dad had four boys to do everything he wanted. So whenever <laughs> That's it, why you had four yeah, boys. Yeah, <laughs> like, so whenever it came to fixing something, cleaning something, or, you know, maintaining something, we were there, and we had to follow. If we needed a plumber, we had to follow the plumber. Mm-hmm. If we had a painter, we had to follow the painter. So he basically goes into the room with the painter. He's like, hey, you got four people here to help you. You know, don't <laughs> yeah. like whatever you want them to do, just t- tell them what to do. And then learning through that, and then being like visiting friends who have home- houses, like they don't even know where how to shut off their water. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, man, you might want to take a picture of that and put it on your fridge. So if your <laughs> if your wife's alone here and something happens, like yeah. right, like that's 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 really gonna happen, and it, it probably will happen when you're not here. And it most certainly will happen when you're not there. I mean, like statistically that's when it happens yeah <laughs> so when you're not at home yeah well, and, you know, and you know i think that's that's part of the, the thing that you know you asked a, a great question why would you want to own a home i mean at the end of the day if you don't own your home you're spending a lot of money to live somewhere and it's not doing anything for you and now we, we'll, we've said on the show multiple times a home's a liability it's not a an asset uh, but it is an investment it is something that you're at least pouring something into rather than, you know, if you're renting or if you're living in an apartment or whatever, uh, that money's going nowhere. I mean, you're, you're, you're paying someone else to live there. Now, you don't have to really worry about a lot of things, but I think that you at least feel like you're, you're doing something with your money, but then you have to know how to do something if something happens. Like, you have to know how to fix things if something goes awry, and so a lot of what we're doing on on this podcast is helping people have some information of okay if something happens who do i call i don't know who to call and so we've interviewed a plumber we you at least know that the plumber that we've interviewed is worth calling and we've given you some information on how to get a hold of him and you know that, that you know he's going to do a good job whenever he shows up and if you're not if you're not like in Montgomery County like, you know what a good plumber sounds like. That's right. Well, yeah, it sounds we, like you're separating the wheat from the chaff because much like a mechanic, you know, you take your car in, their job is to make sure your car runs, but also their job is to make sure that they can afford next month's rent. So there's always that, that yeah. gray oh, area yeah. of that, you know, they're not necessarily padding something or, or cooking the books, but they may be suggesting things that may help you in the long run that you may not need right then. It's sure. the same the same thing with plumbing. You know, you could have, oh, fix your drip. We could tear out all the plumbing and replace everything, or we could spend three ninety nine on this L joint or something. Right. Yeah. I hope to God that L joint is an actual plumbing term. <laughs> I just said that. <laughs> is it? it? It could be. Okay. It could okay. be. There we go. 
Yeah. Well, if not, you may have just coined it. I just, <laughs> trade a uh, patent, pa- trademark pending. Which is, which is usually my job on the show to make up words. Is <laughs> it's true. That's true. Well, with the the technology being implemented in homes and things, yeah. Do you see the that technology helping maintaining the house? Yeah, that that's a huge area that we cover as well because yeah. we, we do a lot of product reviews as well. When we don't have a guest, we're usually doing some some sort of technology into the home. I think the the most recent that we did was the Cassetta. Uh, smart oh, yeah. smart light system. That's right. Um, which which I just put in in my house, which is fantastic because I can pick up my phone. I can literally turn on and off the lights at whatever dimming I want from here. Um, they're connected via Wi-Fi. They're voice controlled. Is there a physical switch? There is a physical switch and remote control and an app yeah. on my phone and Alexa and oh, is there an Alexa? Well, because well, I don't yeah. want to set anything up. Well, no, that, that's <laughs> always like because when my grandfather, that was his thing that he hated technology when it came to his house. Sure. And like he hated the gate opener because <laughs> it would change, you know, and he had problems. Like mm-hmm. it, it, that was the thing he hated. And I always thought, you know, when you're making all these really cool tech stuff like a Nest, right, and yeah. stuff. And then, like, for example, I was looking for lo- uh, remote locks for the studio. Uh-huh. But they don't make it, com- combine it with old school and new school, where, like, you couldn't lock it manually. You had to use the app to lock it or okay. even take it off. I'm like, well, I don't want to see and your... Actually, I want to ask you about, like, because I know smart homes are like the thing. And, for instance, uh, the most techie I got at my house is I have a touch plate for my, you know, you punch in a code to come in my front door. But mm-hmm. it also has a key. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because again, old school. I'm, I'm going. I'll, I'll bring out cars again. They're saying, "Oh, now if there's ever like EMP going out, your car is going to die, or if you drive into water, you're going to drown unless you have this little thing that punches the window." Just buy a car from the '70s, because back then it would survive EMP because <laughs> there's no electronic ignition. That's and right. you drove into water, you roll down the window. That's right. Yeah. And so you know, not all there's no manual backup on that. You know, if you drive yeah. in heavy on, on water, some of them, yeah. Um, but what I'm saying is, like, you know, the, the, the rolling up of, or rolling down of a window in a car, if it's power windows, you're in water, you're, you're hosed. Unless right. You, you break it. And so many people don't have that tool. So same thing with a, with a smart house. I imagine the convenience must be astoundingly wonderful. Oh, yeah. But does it, are there, manual? I guess, manual overrides or? I think it depends on the, that's why you have to research uh-huh. the product you're purchasing. Uh, are they also hack proof? So... Because if I got that stuff, I know you'd be hacking in <laughs> well, I mean, Jack with my thermostat. I mean, that's the paranoia th- paranoia thing. Like, Just I'm because not... you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. Well, true. I mean, like, because it's, it's always funny to me where larger co- companies are trying to do things that they say make it easier, but then right. it's so invasive. Yes. You're like, are you sure you really be worried about, you know, buying like a, the smart home because people can listen to you and do all those kind of things? And then it's kind of like a trade-off because you're you're really not worried about people listening. You'd rather be able to say, "Hey, turn on the lights in the in the, in the foyer or whatever," right. and then it's like, "Oh, cool, it works." But then, like like another one, like I like Amazon's always trying to figure it out. And like remember, they were talking about doing the smart locks, yep, where their delivery drivers could come up and they have it's like a oh that's that's a, that's, a min, a that's minute, going on yeah, and like they have access to your house and yep. they could put it inside and leave and all that kind of stuff. And like I I don't. It, I think everyone has their own opinion on it and yeah. to see what works, and especially what areas of the country you live in. Yeah, because you don't have to have those things. I mean, like, you can absolutely have a manual lock. You can absolutely have manual switches. I mean, like, and, and, and have a, a perfectly efficient home. And I think part of that depends on how you're interacting with your home. I mean, I know that's a weird way to put it, but, uh, you know, for, for us, uh, for Craig and I specifically, we've got young families, and both 
you know, he, his, he and his spouse both work, me and my spouse both work. And so, you know, a lot of times we're out of the house and there are things that need to continue to happen <laughs> at our house, even when we're not there. You know, for example, um, we, we've got, uh, both of us, we have smart thermostats in our house. Well, I don't have to think about, oh man, I left the air conditioner on all day. Well, especially with today's weather here in Houston, it's like well, I've got two a days programmable ago, 30s. one where you know at eight sure. o'clock it goes up to you know high during the summer because I'm not there or something. Sure, but even that is, I mean, what if the battery goes out on that? True. I mean, so, so you're still you're still not foolproof on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, then you got to reprogram it. Then you got to, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Indeed. Um, unless it's hardwired, and you know, so they they used to have just the straight up manual ones. And those those still work, but if we you, just kill the AC when you leave. That's right, and so, but but if you don't like, if you forget or you know, good or conversely, I don't want it ninety two degrees inside my house. So when I come home, sure, right, that exactly, you can kick it in half an hour early. Yeah, I tell you, one of the life changing things for me on that was geofencing my thermostat. That was that just it was just life changing. Be- okay, you got to explain that word. So what, is that one of your made up words, Craig? No, this, <laughs> this, this one actually exists. This one's real because <laughs> I think you can geofence your sprinkler system too. Yeah, you can. You can geofence a lot of things now with the uh, which is pretty IF, cool. What is it? Ifttt or yeah, okay. So which is a cool app. It's free. It, Ifttt stands for if this then that. Yeah, it's, it's so so it basically it's a logic app. If this happens, then do something else. So so for example, if I. It, the geofencing is if I go into this certain radius of my house, then I want you to unlock my door. How's I your battery you to, life on, on my phone? Oh, it's, dude, I, it's plugged in all day because yeah, it's in my that's truck. What, yeah, because <laughs> you're geofencing everything. Because I know like the the sprinkler system stuff's cool because it might not be the geofencing, <laughs> but basically if it rains somewhere, if it's if it's raining in your house, yeah. it'll know that. Yeah. And so house. it won't start the sprinkler system for X amount of days. <laughs> yeah, Kevin actually has that. He has the same one on his house that they have over at the uh, Ag Extension Center that they use over there. And it's awesome. And it's, that's your, it's exactly what uh, you're talking I'll, about. I'll, I'll yeah. tell you this. My, well, so we've got, we, we live in a mud district, so our our water. What does that and, mean? Uh, it's a municipal utility, utility district. district. So yep. does that mean somebody takes care of that? What yeah, do you mean? It, mean, it means basically. <laughs> my money takes care of it. They, yeah, they. <laughs> Of yeah, the draining supposed things? To. Yeah, supposedly you have more control over some things, but some people would say you have less. It just kind of, I mean, it's... Uh, it's one of those HOA things, like whoever's in charge of it, that's how well, it you, determines you, The it. HOA determines which mud you use on yeah. some level, so it, it's a... It gets tricky around here. Water stuff in Conroe is weird. Yeah, it no. is. But I, our our water and our, and our sewer and trash are all on the same bill, and this yeah. summer the highest bill I had was $68. For my water, and that's because my smart water system. I mean, it rained a lot during June and July, and so a lot of people are out there watering their lawns. I mean, I'm I'm walking my dog at six o'clock in the morning, and everybody's water is going. I'm like, it rained four inches yesterday. Why are you Why are you watering your lawn? Because it's on a timer. Because it's on a timer, yeah. and it's a manual timer because those are the cheapest, and those water. That's what most people put on, and so uh, you know they're watering f- five days a week, and I didn't water all of June, I don't think, you know, because yeah. I didn't have to. Well, a lot of these cool things they can hear about on your show, but is it more, is there always that line where it's just going to cost a lot of money, or is it, do I kind of buy something I can put on top of it? Like the sprinkler system, is that something I have to redo my irrigation system at my house? Oh, no, I mean, I just, I literally just, just took off the old 
control the old controller yeah, yeah. and plugged in the new controller and it you know there's that was like five hundred dollars or something like no, that. No, it was like one hundred and fifty. It was one hundred fifty bucks, and 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 you know people are telling me they spent one hundred and twenty dollars on water last month, and I spent sixty eight, and I'm going okay, I can do math that that easy. So in like three months, I can pay for this thing. So so yeah, I mean, it, some of it you look at it and go okay, that's just an added expense. I mean, smart lights. I mean, I can walk in and and turn my lights on. Or the clapper. Yeah, the clap the old yeah. yeah. Clap on, I bet clap Sean on. has that. Sean looks like a clapper. Yeah. <laughs> and? <laughs> it's better than a flapper, I guess. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, but, you know, I think that, uh, again, it depends on how you want to interact with your house. I mean, if you if you are concerned about people, you know, hacking in and all those sorts of things, you don't even need to have Wi-Fi at your house, you know, or you need to put a pretty sophisticated... Uh, firewall up, and you know we actually one of our, our very first episodes that live we underground. Had, yeah, I mean we 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 did a episode. It is nice and cool down there. No manhole cover would be like your front door, so no one really knows. Yeah, it's just a slide. You just yeah. jump down the hole, and it's a slide yeah. in your living room. Because no one's gonna spend the time trying to lift like a forty pound deal. They're like, <laughs> I'm not dealing with that right, right now. Yeah, we did an episode early on with a guy who basically talked through the dangers of of having smart devices in your house because you know it's like there's a meme out there i don't know if you've seen it uh and the first picture is from like the 50s and this lady's calling someone else and she says hey why don't you come over i'm afraid the government is is tapping my phone Mm -hmm. and the next picture says hey wiretap order me a pizza you know, it's like you know Alexa is you know <laughs> controlling the world and it's its own. So it is. It kind of is what it is. You know, you have to. You just turned on my Alexa. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> so and you, to the listeners, QED. There you go. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, again, it depends on how you want to interact with your house. If if you want, if you're going to be in your house all the time, maybe it's not worth having all. What the about smart like devices. bidets? What are your feelings about bidets? We have not reviewed a bidet. Yeah, I feel like that's a European thing, and it's. Not it's coming over here. You, yeah, you'd be surprised how many houses have them put in now. Yeah, I mean it's it is it is kind of like a it's a. It, oh, know. those big water fountains. Yes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, like Boy, it, it tastes you, kind of. Well, I was you know, thinking you know, for short people. There's <laughs> even your show could even apply to some renters too because there are some things that you can do, you know, to take care of like that thing you're renting because. Right. I know everyone's big fears when they move out. They're gonna have to pay. They lose <laughs> their deposit and like, how do you fix? You know, some of these things. Like, well, let me ask you all this, if y'all know this. I always wondered, is there an app or some device that you could take a paint and see what paint it is? Several. So is it really easy to figure that out? Have they fi- have they mastered that craft yet? The the issue will be what kind of, what, what brand of paint you end up using. Because okay. different brands have their own apps. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's... But if you go to Home Depot, isn't it where you can take a shaving or scraping? Just take it to yes. Home Depot. They'll They'll scan it and... Yeah, Get it down for you, you can, but there's also, I mean, there's also just generic apps that aren't paint brand specific because those, you know, obviously those paint brands are trying to push you on their brand, yeah. so, so they're going to push their colors. I just want to paint it the same color, right? So, so I'm you, just trying to figure that. There out. are you know, the issue you'll Toothpaste run into in the hole instead of spackle. Yeah, is I've done it with uh, with the lighting. So you can you can absolutely match the color, yeah. but depending on what kind of light you have on the wall, you're probably going to get five different colors off that wall or swatch or whatever it ends up being. Just, just because you know light changes the shade, mm-hmm. um, and so there are apps that do that. You just got to be careful, you know, which one you end up, what the number you end up giving the paint mixer at the store, because um, you can end up with something really, really different. So what, what? So there's apps for it, and then you so see you can take shavings like CSI stuff. 
Well, like you could, for <laughs> yeah. instance, I mean, it, depending on what's, I mean, let's say it's in the kitchen, you could take a cabinet door off and, and take it to uh, Home Depot. Or I wonder what the strangest thing someone's brought in. <laughs> An elephant, it's probably. Like, well, like right now, I'm in a scenario, and I'm tr- I'm trying to figure out. Uh, my grandmother's moving out, right? And she has like a 1952 Chambers uh, oven, uh-huh. and it's in like top condition. I really want it. Yeah. And it's gas, and I'm like, all right, how do I manage this? Because I rent right now, so there's right. no way, you know, I could ever put that in a renter's house. It weighs like you know a ton, <laughs> and so I'm thinking, I was on holidays. Like, if do you have to build a house around that, or is that something that, like, as a custom install, right? And you that's just going like, to cost a lot like, of money. It depends on the size the, of it. Yeah. Put the oven on the foundation, and then just start building the walls <laughs> around. Well, it. I mean, I, I can see <laughs> that, that being I, the stump. I, I can. It's heavy, man. It's a heavy duty. <laughs> is it? Is it, it? You said it's gas. Is it also yeah. wood fire? No, no, okay. it's just gas. Okay, well, I don't, I don't know why you'd have to like custom build it. It's probably got a standard size. I mean, like, I think those things are usually like thirty-two or thirty-seven inches. As long as you can get it through the door. Yeah, yeah, that, that's probably one of the biggest deals when you're building a house or when you buy a house and you want to put certain things in. Well, yeah, and you also have to think like, does my, does the house that I'm moving into, does it have the appliances that I want? So, for example, uh, the house I'm in, uh, there is gas in the house. A lot of the houses don't have gas. It's all electric. Um, but our our cooktop specifically is electric. I would rather it be gas. And so I actually had a plumber come over and say, hey, what would it take to get gas to the cooktop? And so he said, well, yeah, you can do it. It's costing you about $500. So it depends on, on what you want to pay. But as long as you can get that thing through the door and there's gas already at the house, you're golden. Cool. Even if there's not gas at the house, sometimes the gas companies willing to run the lines for you. Like I know, I know at my folks' house they didn't have gas when they moved in, you know, however many decades ago. Um, but they decided to put in a uh, gas generator, and the gas company basically told them, like, look, put in three gas appliances, and we'll run the lines for you. Um, so if you're in, if you're in a place where there's gas accessible, usually the the gas company, you know, because they want to they want you to start paying the money. They're happy to put the lines in for you. Kevin's in a different situation because his house already has gas, and so he's just going to have to run an additional line yeah. to his cooktop if he wants to do that. I want to go back to the wood-burning stove because I, I love that idea. Oh, man, I'm, I'm in love with those. Are they like a thing now? I, I, I guess it kind of depends on it, what kind of person you are, if you're kind of like a prepper or a, <laughs> a backwoods kind of guy. Right. I'm not that uh, paranoid. But uh, In the HOA, they allow that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I mean, like they're fantastic. I mean, I, I if you have like a if you have a cabin or something like that, they're really efficient. Um, there's there's different kinds of wood burning stoves too. Like uh, there's some now. I met a I met a lady not too long ago. Uh, she was uh, she was an MIT grad. This it was an elderly woman, and she but she was an inventor, and she had invented what she called a uh, dragon stove, and it had a it was a multi chamber, so you could you could put in like you know, five or six sticks into the top of this stove, light them on fire, and the smoke would end up going through these multiple chambers. So instead of smoke coming out the stack at the other end, it would actually heat the smoke up enough to where the smoke would basically combust inside the stove and radiate heat through the room. So you could light it inside a house without getting any smoke in the house and heat the house efficiently. It was crazy. And she showed it to me. It was like, I don't know. I didn't even know something like that was even possible. Cool. Dick, your trivia question, who invented the modern stove? 
the stove that would actually distribute the heat. Well, a particular <laughs> human being. Oh, I don't know then. Sorry. It was the 1700 when he did it. No idea. Ben he Franklin. narrowed it down for you by 50% by telling ben you it was Franklin. a man. Yeah, Ben Franklin. <laughs> oh, was it really? Mm-hmm. The Franklin stove. The which Franklin is, stove. I had no yeah. idea. Yep. Wow. Well, you know, speaking of you know brand name stoves, uh, with Amazon and all these kind of companies, because bet you know, fifty years ago, Sears was the place for your right. home appliances, Gosh, and then Ken like, Moore, oh, I depend, you. depends on where you live. <laughs> are they not making stuff anymore? Well, that's one thing I was always wondering yeah, is, are. okay, <coughs> are, yeah, are reputations still a thing when purchasing things oh, yeah. for your home? Oh yeah, so, I, I, but but yes, they are. But what is interesting is. The reputations are all—they seem to be more viable with older people. Like younger people are like, I'm—I went online, and I looked at the reviews, and the reviews say this one's a whole lot better than that <coughs> one. And so some of these companies, you know, you, I mean, you l- let's take a—you you mentioned cars earlier. I mean, let's look at Cadillac. Cadillac used to be the the luxury car here in America, and now people are like, Cadillac, who drives a Cadillac? You know, like that's. I drive a Cybertruck. Yeah, is that a thing anymore? I'm getting like, one. And so, yeah. <laughs> and so, I think it's it's one of those things where it's kind of like older people still look at Cadillacs and like I w- I've always wanted a Cadillac. Like I want to buy a Cadillac. And so, so it's it's like you know, you, you look at um, you well, look I at wash naturally, and dryers. I like, naturally trust a Amana or Kenmore or GE over anyone right. else because I've grown up with them over right. the last fifty some odd years. That's right. And and sometimes you know, oh, I want a Maytag. You know, whatever. And I, I think. Some people look at that and it's really hugely important, but then you've got new companies like Samsung is making washer and dryers and LG is making washer and dryers. I thought well, those were I thought those were like TV companies. And so you, you get into these are brands important. And at the end of the day, you know, one thing I would tell people is just why don't you go actually do the research? It's very easy to do the research and figure out what people are saying actually works and doesn't. Now I think I think the big shift that we're seeing right now is is I think you're right in that we're moving away from brand recognition uh, so much as we are feature recognition. You know, pe- people are more interested in the features than they are necessarily what the name is. And so, like, you'll you'll find people buying weird off-brand names just because it has a feature that appeals to them more than it does, like, the name that, that goes along with it. Because um, you, you look at, uh, I think Samsung is the one that came out with, like, the video screen refrigerator. And like that, that blew up for a while because people were like, "Oh my gosh, this is such a cool feature!" Even though, like, you know, what's, Samsung, it, what's it really doing? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, like, you know, people were doing their calendars and putting their family photos on that on that fridge. So it's, you know, it's and it's a neat feature. Nobody else is doing it. And so, regardless of whether or not KitchenAid makes an actual physical better refrigerator, that yeah. feature was was mm, push, sure. pushing people that direction. Yeah. And and also just like what's important to you, because what I think is really weird is something that you're going to use every day, like, let's just stick with the refrigerator as an example, something that you're going to use every day, like the refrigerator, to keep your food cold, to keep it from spoiling, all, all these kinds of things, that they'll, they'll want to look for a bargain on that. Like, I only want to spend, like, $200 on my refrigerator, but we'll spend $600 on a record player because it's, they want to listen to cool vinyl. You know, like that, that doesn't make sense to me because I, I, I like vinyl. I have a pretty cool vinyl collection, but I'm not spending $600 on a record player. The, the $50 one works great. Yeah. You know? But for somebody else, that quality matters to them in that product. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're going to shop for that rather than spend the money on the refrigerator. Yeah, I mean, I, I had someone ask a question just the other day. They were asking about uh, power tools. What's, what's the best power tool out there? 
And someone said, well, That's you can how buy fights it. start. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you know, I, well, someone came up and they said, well, definitely like a Milwaukee. And I'm, and I'm telling them, yeah, absolutely. Milwaukee is fantastic. And you're going to pay out the nose for it. How are you using that thing? Like, are you using that commercially? Like, are you a professional that is using that power tool for eight hours a day for three or four years and you need all the, the support that Milwaukee's going to get you? Or are you a weekend, uh, you know, professional <laughs> who's working you can on... You just grab the Ryobi. Absolutely. And, and then I, that's exactly what I told him. I said, listen, I've got all the Ryobi One stuff and, and it's fantastic. It works absolutely great. And it costs literally half or less than what that Milwaukee costs. So... Yeah, it, to me, it depends, like like Craig is saying, like how are you using that thing and what is most important to you? If you feel like oh, I've got to have the best, the best, the best, then go buy the best. If you feel like you want stuff that's really, really good, that's going to work for a long time, but you don't use it professionally, well, I mean, it, again, it's feature-driven. Well, it's, well it's, it's, what's strange to me is you, you grow up during a time where like lifetime warranties are a thing. Mm. And I really don't know if that's really the case today, because mm-hmm. I know pretty much when you go to Best Buy or Sears or wherever, they offer warranties that for you know they'll replace it one stop, like right. at one time they'll replace the whole unit, but you have four years, right? And you and pay additional for that. You pay additional for it, and like sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I think that's the whole gamble with warranties, like that's part of it. And especially with technology being so advanced, it's almost like you need to get it because. There's so many other factors that could go wrong that prevent the machine from actually working, right? Especially the digital side, where like my favorite thing is you know how advanced these boards are on a machine that works with water, and you're like, okay, so all <laughs> it takes is one robot to misslip the the silicone or something, and then everything's gotten wet. And uh, with the Craftsman thing, that's probably like a great example of the transition of a brand going to something where it's like, is it the same? Is it not? And you also have those people who those weekend warriors who are now in their 70s who pass on their tools. I know I've gotten a lot of tools from my grandfather and a lot of tools from my dad. Mm -hmm. And I look at that, I'm like, I wonder if it wasn't necessarily the brand, but it was more of the person who took care of the tool and, you know, didn't just throw it on the ground when they're working and then stuff like that. So I mean, is that something to do? You encourage? Would you encourage anybody who's going to spend money on any type of homeowner thing? Is take care of it. It's not just a lot of people just kind of for, buy it and forget it. Yeah, because there's not any maintenance with like a, a washer and dryer, is there? Oh yeah, there's yeah, there's, there's there yeah. Uh, we actually, See, I don't know. I mean, yeah, there's like, uh, particularly like on your washer and dryer episode. Apparently, uh, apparently we do. <laughs> yeah, like I know on ours, there's um, on your washer specifically, there's a filter that you're supposed to clean out at least once a month. Um, and if you don't, it'll start your your clothes will start getting stinky, you know. Over so time. So where's the fi- why don't they make that something that's so obvious? Because I I can see where I know they where want you the, to buy a new one. <laughs> is that what it is? It's yeah. like the lint filters right there, but I think that's a fire hazard. That's why they make it so obvious to clean the the lint filter. Well, and like the the filter on the on the washing machine, it's one of those deals. Like unless you go looking for it, when once you find it, it's like oh that's so obvious it, because it's usually right in front. And like I, I I know ours is on the bottom left hand corner because I think we we have Samsung washer and dryer like the front loader yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, and when when we finally realized like I think it was like two years after we had the thing that you're supposed to actually clean this thing out, it was nasty. Well, because I can't imagine when you when you install these things they pack them in, so it's like oh if it's on the left side if it's on the outside there's no way you're gonna be able to reach that ever. Like, right. It's just right. It's, yeah, so no. You're, this, you're stuck with it. I'd have to look at. I mean, like it depends on 
Are you looking it up right now? Are you, no, 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 no. We're 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 live on Facebook here, so I was. Oh. So I was seeing if I could. Yeah, let me hold it for you so you can get a better angle on you. You want to get a better angle? Yeah, yeah. There you go. We're gonna here. do the we're gonna do the power angle. Right. Well, you know, shoot speaking down. of go. which, we're gonna do our top of the hour break. How top. about that, guys? Top of the hour breaks coming oh, right now. <laughs> You're listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings. <laughs> we're on Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and of course IRLoneStar.com. We're going to take our sponsored break. We'll be right back. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpunk Coffee. Beanpunk Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpunkcoffee.com see our complete list of special events. A Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for summer internship opportunities, A Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to grab the mic and be on the air. A Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world all year round. Be an on-air personality, talk show producer, or YouTube TV podcast editor contact the station at info at irlonestar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776 statistics show that one out of every six texans struggles with food insecurity and hunger and many people don't eat enough fruits and vegetables every day the better living for texans program is here to help you learn how to make healthy menu choices Save money at the grocery store, prepare quick and delicious meals, get more good nutrition in your day, and get more physical activity. Classes are fun, friendly, interactive, and free, and taught in English and Spanish. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Health Center Southeast Texas is a federally qualified health center. We accept Medicare, Medicaid, and most major private insurances. For our self-pay patients, we have a sliding scale discount program available. Our health centers have qualified providers and staff striving every day to provide the best quality of care to our patients. Services offered are family medicine, behavioral health services, telepsychiatry, and pediatrics. We have four area locations. Look at the Health Center Southeast Texas online at hcset.com. 
From the beginning, the main purpose of the Cooperative Extension Service has been to change human behavior by teaching people how to apply the results of scientific research. By utilizing a holistic, multi-level approach, Extension Family and Community Health Programs encourage health and well-being for everyone. Addressing values, concerns, and needs with reliable science-based information, Extension Programs help people lead healthier lives. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Hey, it's 10.01 on the dot here on a Wednesday morning in sunny downtown Conroe. It's uh, 61 degrees, going to get up to 72, 0%, well, 1% chance of rain because we can't commit 100% to anything. Um, and it's only 46% humidity outside, so it feels like it is. And the official Lone Star Weather Tree outside want, my window says... I want to make sure Craig knows that he's on camera. I know. He knows. Yeah, okay. He's making sure. Making I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> this is how he always looks. That's right. There's no bad publicity. What, what's your What's your comment there, Dick? Thought, this is my well, everyday. I face. thought you were doing your Instagram pose, like doing the duck face. And, <laughs> I haven't. Yeah. No, somebody somebody's actually talking to me on here. So feeling tool well, do you, time. Do you want to talk pose, to us? IDK. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> these these people are IDK. way more important. <laughs> Have them call in. What's our What's our uh, line? They can call or text in. Uh, this I is I, th- this is actually a former guest, Jason Hernandez, who does pools. Oh yeah, uh, that guy's cool. Tell, yeah, me, tell me the company name it's again. It's not worth it. Don't it's, worry about uh, the company endless name. Summer Pools. Okay. It's not worth it. What was that? Pools I, aren't worth it. Pools aren't worth it? You guess, the only way they're worth it is if you start charging neighbors. <laughs> like yeah, you gotta, entry you, fee. You got to help pay for some of the costs. Yeah. That, like, you, you need to come see my pool because I think I've got it figured it, out. Is it like a ground pool? No. From the water? Yeah. No? No. It, I, it's Mine's weird, man. I don't. You've probably never seen one like that. Well, mine. your house is weird. My house is weird. Yeah. That's no. a whole thing. That's the whole right, so are you trying to tell me the host of the homeowner show has like some weird stuff going on in his house? That's like a... How's your wife feel about that? I want to try to test this stuff out. Well, are you okay with that? I want to know what kind of house he has. She's, she's good with it now. <laughs> that, that's only because you just did a, well, a reminds, massive remodel yeah, on your house. If, yeah. you, if folks don't know, uh, Craig went to school with my brother, and <laughs> one of my favorite things, my brother's a big tech person, so when he tries to explain anything, <laughs> and he's like, oh, I, like, I remember when we were growing up, and the way he changed the computers and did all stuff, he's trying to explain to my mom how to log in, she's like, I just want to just check something. <laughs> it's like, well, you got to do this, and you got to make sure you're doing it this way. This is the link. I put it on the desktop, yeah. and this is how you're going to do that. And she's like, I just want to check things. And, <laughs> and then, yeah. What, so was, there's was, Craig. He's just in, in putting stuff in the house. And yeah. It's like, what, how do I turn on the oven? <laughs> <laughs> what is this Sabbath setting? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so I know it's kind of dark, but I have a friend, a uh, married couple, that they actually bought a round, a dome house. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, nice. And, uh, you know, a little bit of bag. I'm trying to see if I can find a Well, Craig actually lives in a cave that he carved out of rock. Yes. And well, yeah, I want to be. I want to live in bag wow. end. Is that, you know? is that like a yurt? Is uh, that what that is? Uh, well, yurts are be. typically like tents, aren't That's they? what I thought. No, that, this, this it, is an actual, like, house house. Is it like an earth earth house? Like the, I, I think so, but everything inside is round. I'm trying, just trying to see if I can find, like, better, uh, uh, day, like, daytime shots mm. of it. Is this wow. is like an actual friend of yours or like someone yep. you stalk on? Oh, on? no, no, no. Okay. Minna, Minna and Dudley. Hey, guys, I doubt you're listening where, right where now, is, but just in case. I mean, don't give their address away, but where is this place? Uh, they It's in the suburbs, I think, of West Houston. Oh. Okay. Like, uh, because our one of our favorite karaoke bars is right there on like Derry, Ashford, and Richmond. And she le- doesn't live too far from there. Okay. So Tell them we'd like have, to come take a tour. Does she have grass mm-hmm. on her house? That was a thing in Houston for a yeah. bit. Yeah. Oh, the, the grass roof? Yeah. 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 Why? 
Uh, I don't know. I'm not the homeowner show. <laughs> You're I, actually seeing that more in like commercial buildings now than you novel. are houses. It's novel. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I just know my cousin's grandmother had it, and I thought it was the most bizarre thing because I was like, how do you mow this? <laughs> and Just put, put AstroTurf up, I guess. Or you get you a goat ramp. Is someone on a roof? No, that's a goat. It's a goat. (laughs) Maybe it has something to do with water absorption. I guess. They're actually pretty efficient, and so it like Uh, like insulation kind of thing. If you had like a, it keeps the house cool. Yeah, Yeah. you had a layer of sod that would do it, wouldn't it? It's it's almost like a hobbit hole. Okay, you know. So I get it. Where do you see the future of a homeowning going? Do you see it be more of? Because I mean, there's. You could still be in an apartment and still being like a homeowner because I know people buy, you can buy million dollar condos on Lake Connor now. Right. Oh, yeah. And uh, when it comes to that kind of stuff, where do you see the future of homeowning going? Because it sounds to me you guys are more proactive. So you guys are actively, you, that's what y'all like to do. Yeah. And you're sitting there like, oh, I need a smokehouse. I'm going to build that and I'm going to learn how to do that. I'm going to, you know, but some people are like. That is on the list. Some people are like, you know what? I budgeted two grand a month. Someone to take care of all my stuff, my yeah. pool, my, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, that'd be a pretty weird house. To be I, I, t- I, I mean, like, for me, the next thing is probably going to be like a barrel sauna. Is, I mean, those things are awesome. Well, I, for example, I used to mow lawns growing up and yeah. I realized at one point the market got to the flux where it's just easier. Like you don't need to mow it yourself. It's cheap. It's just, it almost costs the same yes. to pay somebody to mow your yard. Right. For gas and maintenance on your, like once a year maintenance on your mower and all the, the gadgets mm. and stuff. Yeah. Would you say, I mean, like it's, it's really weird. It, and and that, we actually ended up doing something like that on our website. We created a, was it a DIY calculator? Yep. And, and so it takes into account because you're absolutely right. Like it's, it, the cost of like your lawn, for instance, it, it's almost the exact thing, same thing. Over time, you'll you'll pay the same for someone else to do mowers it. Tear are their equipment expensive. up, especially if you get a nice one, you know. And uh, like like I have a zero turn, I love the thing. I, but I like mowing my lawn. Yeah. And so we we built this calculator for people to come in and say, okay, like if I'm going to like retile my bathroom, you can plug in all those numbers, and and figure out whether or not you actually need to be doing that, right? Because if you really enjoy it, that's going to, it's mathematically going to factor that in the, the end number of what it's going to cost to do that project. Because like, you, you know, your mental well-being is, is important. And so if you're, if you're having to do a project that you don't enjoy, it might actually be worth it to pay a little bit more money to have a professional come in and, and them have the headache of dealing with, you know, which is what happened with my, my house. I was like, I got overwhelmed with the amount of projects in my house. And so we, we brought in a team to, to knock it out. Um, but we were doing like a complete overhaul, mm-hmm. like brand new ceilings, brand new floors, uh, brand new bathroom. Did you murder somebody or something? Uh, he didn't. What year is this? Are <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you past the statute of limitations? Well, I, I want to get on. I want to get on a very serious topic here uh, when it comes to homeowning. Uh, what is the best way to uh, prep your house for zombie apocalypse? Zombie apocalypse. Mm. I myself was thinking of just ringing the entire house with wall-to-wall uh, uh, treadmills. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wouldn't that stack up, though, if there's enough zombies? You no, know, just behind each other. I mean, you know, Yeah, but like eventually the there's going to be so many of them. Right? Why would they pick my house? Well, I guess we need to start off Because you're the you only know, person living, and they smell you. <laughs> Why would I be the only one? Why would I? Because you're the, I you're the smart the one putting the treadmills. So <laughs> Because Bill Murray's already dead. Yeah, right. <laughs> Didn't you see Zombieland? Like. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just trying to picture me being the, the sole survivor of the zombie apocalypse. That's, that's really sad. What is interesting, like... Is I, the Earth flat or round in this scenario? <laughs> yeah, good question. Yeah, so uh, it's, it is in, it's funny that you said that because uh, I was talking to a guy just the other day. He was he was on our uh, podcast. He's a landscaper. And, and he was telling me about a guy. He was over at this guy's house. And this guy has... Have you seen like like at cafes and stuff? They've got like roll down windows, mm-hmm. you know, like you know they roll up when they're in business. You mean like garage up. garage door? No, oh, yeah, yeah, but like the like, little shutter things. Yeah, brrr, yeah, every every orifice of his house, so every window, every door, everything had one of those over it. And so at night or whenever he didn't want people around, he just closed all of those things. And it <laughs> they was work. Like, yeah, yeah they have so, a lot of those in Galveston. Well, like storm shutter yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, think, I, exactly I think this was to keep the zombies out, I think. Wow. <laughs> well, I think the zombie ones make a hard clamp. Yeah. So, like, let you know you're in shutdown mode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the other <laughs> ones are, like, going down. I mean, what are you going to do if zombies are coming? Right. No, yeah. no, you need something faster than that. Yeah. 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 I mean, upgraded Tim the Toolman Taylor uh, motor <laughs> on <right>. that thing. To go back to Dick's question about, like, where I think, because I think that's part of where homeownership is going. I think I think two of the big trends that a lot of people aren't paying attention to, one is tiny homes, and two is storage container homes. My sister's actually actively working on a on building a storage container home yeah yeah they're they're really i mean it's really cheap to get those materials yep. i mean like, i think i like our standard size storage containers like 2500 bucks yeah we, we have a friend of the show uh, mark cook with green zone housing and that's their specialty yeah is that it, it, i've been in a couple of those houses and i mean they're not gonna convince my wife oh no there's some people you just wouldn't go for it. You just so got to trick her. You <laughs> got to bring her to one of those fancy ones. And be like, trick her. Yeah, just blindfold her till she's inside. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is wonderful. I'm like, you're in a container. <laughs> a lot of them. A lot of them. But they're actually they're using them right now for um, those shared office spaces. Yeah, um, yeah. Because uh, it's they're uh, they're really cheap to build. The, and building car washes out of them even. Yeah. There's one down on 1488. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. And they, they can look really nice if you I mean like if you know what you're doing. Spray I, paint. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, little Save little graffiti on the side. Yeah, In- invite those artists over. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's it's funny because you have so many different classes of of homeowners, right? And then, in the, the, especially like the Home Depots and the Lowe's, they try to market everything. You know, like DIY. That's a big deal. And then we start learning what you're capable of doing and what you're not capable of doing. And then you actually have the folks who just want to have like they. I don't. I think they just buy a house because they grew up being told they need to buy a house, right? And they have no business of you know dealing <laughs> dealing with a lot of stuff. And so, do you think the handyman's going to make a big comeback? Because I know it's kind of there where you have Joe, the one like kind of fi- Mister Fix It plumber All. Plumber Joe. Well, no, he's the plumber. He's the electrician. He has like kind yeah. of the intermediate levels of knowledge. Well, our our electrician that was just on the the show uh, this this past week, um, he he was saying that they're they're trying to do away with contractor licenses yeah right? that that a lot of people aren't even having to have contractor licenses to to do work anymore and so there's gonna be a lot more people at that point in my opinion that are gonna be like i can do everything well i mean i think that's the biggest the biggest issue when you're especially when you're building a home mm-hmm. you have if you're a control freak i mean how do you manage that because you don't know what the, who you're hiring or who they're hi- who that person's hiring who's hiring who's hiring that person right and because I remember like my dad, when they're doing their home, he had to go there at least, you know, every five days to correct what what they purchased was 
wrong and they paid yep. extra and all this kind of stuff. Because my dad's one of those people who's hands-on with all that kind of stuff. Yeah. When you kind of have to be. I mean, if you're paying money. <laughs> I mean, it's not like you're building your dream home. Yeah. So it's kind of like, what do you do? But uh, and it's, but then also the people who live in apartments, they're like me, with, I live with my wife. I can do so much. But, she, you know, she thinks I can do everything. I'm like, no, if it's over the 40 pounds, I don't want to deal with it. Like, right. I'd rather just have someone else deal with it. But do you think there's, with your show and other resources online, everyone can kind of get a gist of what's going on in their home? Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's kind of the beauty of what, what's happening, even even with our show, because we do both. We do DIY, and then we, we also bring in the professionals. And sometimes we bring in the professionals so that people can do the DIY stuff. Because if they listen, you know, to, uh, you know, a painter, mm-hmm. and the, a painter kind of walks us through, you know, like, what, what is the process like, you know, painting the interior of a house? Well, if someone can listen to that and go, well, I, I can figure that out, and they can probably find a YouTube video on how to do it. Again, like, do they enjoy it? Are they going to get pleasure out of actually doing that for their for their for their property? Um, maybe, maybe not. Um, and, and so, yeah, those those resources are man. There's so many right now. Like I was I was looking at one this morning on uh, on Pinterest. There's this guy that I mean he has a DIY channel on Pinterest and he's got like 10 million followers. Wow. Um, you know because people pe- people aren't necessarily interested in doing it themselves. They're interested in thinking that they know how to do it themselves. Well, it's always something that you have to... I always like the internet because it gives you the keyword to explain to a professional. Yes. So if you're dealing with a plumber, if you're dealing with an artist or you know a custom bench maker or something, like this is what I saw and I liked. Yeah. I want something similar to this. And, and a lot of people put a lot of money into their homes. Do you see that the trend of people living in the same home mm-hmm. for the rest of their lives? Or do you see it more of... Some people are buying a home every two to four years, and then finally they're just too old to really deal with it. <laughs> I never want to go through the home buying experience again. The, the trend is you're right now— You're a lifer? Now, you're a lifer, Sean? Well, here's the thing. If I ever move from my house, you know, willingly, it'll be because I have the cash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the—I don't want to go through it. So just, you're not a lifer? I, I, I love owning my home. Well, ho- as a lifelong renter, 10 years ago I bought my house— and there are many pluses and minuses to it. You know, uh, I, I like the sense of ownership. I like my freedom to do stuff. But I severely miss something going down and just calling the management office. Sure. Or because I got like homeowner's warranty, but boy, you got to read the fine print on that. Yes, yes you, do. you do. You know, ah, oh, my garage uh, door is covered. Unless it's the one thing that breaks on a garage Unless door. Unless it's orange. Because if it's orange, we will not fix it. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> like to me, I think on a garage door opener, the only thing that the, the only consumable is is the spring. Yeah, yeah. So that's the one thing that's not covered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Um, and, and, and it's had its place. And they'll get technical with you if it gets expensive. That's what happened on our house. I mean, like it it get, it got dicey pretty quick. Well, what I did with mine on the the furnace, I have a gas furnace, and it was stop blowing um, warm. And so I called the homeowner's warranty people. They sent out their guy, and he came out. I was like, okay, well, these are the things that are wrong with it. And I'm thinking, great, you know, put Fix it, it. Fix <laughs> it. And then I got the word from homeowner's warranty. They're saying, well, we cover everything but A, B, and C, and B is one of the things that's wrong. So since that's one of the things that are wrong, we can't fix any of it unless you want to plunk down several hundred dollars as your, your co-pay, I guess. Ah. And I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm good without. Yeah, you know, I've got a couple of twenty dollar <laughs> Walmart uh, space eaters, which works fine, work fine for me. And then I got a follow up from homeowners warranty saying, since I'd started the ticket but didn't finish it, either I needed to finish it or they needed to write off the the furnace. 
What? To, to pay me, you know, basically, so they paid what they felt was market value, like $600. It's okay, it's not covered anymore, so you can't uh, make any claims on it. Wow. Ah, so they, want, they wanted to pay you off. Yeah, so it's there are pl- pros and cons, Dick. And on the whole, I, I like what I have, especially as my property value keeps rising and rising because of my location. Um, but I do miss a lot of the convenience of renting. Yeah, the, the, the trend is right now that you're we're going to start seeing less and less homeownership. And, and not- that's what I figured. Because, I mean, that's what my wife and I talked about. I go, because she wants, you know, buy a house. And I was like, well, if we buy a house, that's the house I'm Is that going to bring back in. the... Like, uh, I'm not leaving. The, the tax breaks, though? Because when I bought my house, it was I was in 2010. So it was coming off the 2009 the you know, tax rebate. Right. You buy a house, we'll give you $7,000. Right. Uh, which is awesome, because I owe the IRS $6,000 at the time. So <laughs> it worked to out, work out just fine. <laughs> Uh, will will we see a resurgence of that? Well, they'll they'll need to start lowering the rates again to get people to buy. Well, the, I mean, like the the borrowing rates right now are the lowest they've they've pretty much ever been. I mean, and, I, and if you live in Japan, it's even better. Yeah, they'll they'll give you money to borrow the money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the issue that we're running into is it, it, it's a mentality issue among people. This is kind of what I was talking about before with the appliances. The people find value in owning the home, but what they value more is mobility. And so what, the, what we're finding with some of these younger people that are moving into that age bracket of home ownership is that they want the ability to p- pick up and move whenever they want. Um, yeah. You know, they're, they're, you know, okay, I've done Houston. Cool. Let's go do Atlanta now. And so having a house that you own kind of like, like what Dick was saying, shackles you down to that place, you know, and you can't go unless you want to, you know, try and flip it and turn it into a rental. Yeah. And, and with, with the trend also of being able to work remotely, I mean, mo- most people, I would say probably more than 50% of the world these days, I mean, you can, if you've got a job that is at a desk, you can do that from anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you can work from home, you can work from your RV, you can work from your car, you can work from your hotel room, you can work from wherever you need to. And so... And Kevin and I have friends that are doing both of those things. I mean, yeah, one's working absolutely. from an RV, one's fixing to hit the road, and I mean, like, they're, they're, they're... Yeah, and so, you know, I think that you know, being tied down to a place to them is a whole lot less appealing uh, than than it used to be, for sure. Now, the thing the thing that I think is going to be the real problem, and where I mean, this is it's a pendulum, I think, because I think the pendulum is going to go one direction, and then it's going to swing back hard. And I think the the reason it's going to swing back hard is because I think people are going to lack a sense of community. Well, I think that's why Conroe. And Montgomery County area is one of the fastest growing areas, and it's not fast meaning we're building a bunch of high rises, right? And you know those kind of condo things. So it's more of, I think it's the community appeal where it's you know you can afford a house, yeah, and people can live here for a good amount of time in that house. And you know I don't know too many people that purchase home just to make money, yeah, from the house. There are a couple people, a lot of my friends, entry level. They did a lot of Washington stuff. When Washington Street was blowing up, and they made a lot of money, yeah, that was like, like one of my favorites was this guy bought this house that I think he bought it for like eighty grand, mm-hmm. and it was a trash hole, yeah. But he's and I go, why are you living in this man? He's like, I'm moving out in four years, <laughs> like that's my time. I'm yeah, living and- here for four years. I'm talking like the wood, the I mean, it was bad. I go, I, yeah. I no lady, my my wife would not like to go there. Right. And then when he when he sold his house, I was like, congratulations. He's like, yeah, check this out. And he showed me how much money he made. Yeah. And I was like, he made that in four years. Like that's incredible. And yeah. they probably didn't buy it for the house. They probably bought yeah. it just to like demo yeah. the. No, like, they did. They demoed it. it, and he sent a picture of where his house used to be because yeah. it was one of those up houses. Uh huh. 
where wow. everything around it was all these new townhomes, and then mm-hmm. they had this little... <laughs> yeah. No. It was owned previously by, like, some veteran that was disabled, and he never, like, they just think of, a, like, a single man who's 80, never took care of anything, yeah. Yeah. so it, was just, it looked like a rotting house yeah, we, we, from I've got, Forrest Gump. Uh, Craig and I have a mutual friend right now that is looking for uh, a house to slowly flip. They want to live in it for about a year, but they want to buy it at, like, 30% under market value slowly flip it and then sell it for a profit that's what they want to do however there are so few of those available in this area that he's not sure he's going to be able to do it uh in in exactly the way he wants to in fact there are big investment companies that that's what they do they go in and they buy severely undermarketed houses that are you know just trash and they they will then turn around sell it for five grand profit to, to a flipper Will then flip it and make a, a thirty grand profit on it, and so. But that's people buying that house. Yeah, the, yeah, yep. not yeah. the land exactly. And but but the thing is, like the, those houses are in in this market in this area in the Houston area, those houses are are really just not available. So finding a really great deal on a house right now, you're you're we'll not going to talk find off that. the air because I live in the neighborhood of the Woodlands. I live in the ghetto part of the Woodlands. It's so called <laughs> Timberlake. There, there isn't a ghetto part of the Woodlands. Oh, uh, yeah, there is. Because <laughs> no, I got my house for incredibly cheap. Uh, owner passed away. His second wife and the daughter hated each other. They sold it at the estate sale to someone who did just that. They sold it to a flipper for, for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. And I here comes Sean and got the house for a song. I know I was in a floodplain. My house has flooded twice since then, you know, that, that kind of thing. But on my street... Um, it's a combination of homeowners. Uh, two of us are homeowners, and the rest are they're, they're rental properties. And I know that across the street there's a house that is it's been standing there for the a while. The abandoned one. Yeah, the yeah. one where like literally there's not a single wall inside. The, the mm. thing was totally gutted. But I know that you know someone wants to buy it for cheap and yeah. and redo it sooner or later. I have a feeling a developer is going to come to Timber Lakes Timber Ridge and just buy us out. Yeah, because you raise the house because these houses were all built in the seventies. And you don't even have to dig for the infrastructure. Just lay it down and build over it because we're already in, raise a, up in a hollow. Let's look at like that, Sean. Do you guys know a resource that can help you protect your home? Because, and, like, say someone's like in Sean's situation, and someone comes in, like, I want to buy all this stuff. Right. Like, do you do you guys deal with any of those kind of topics on your show? Where it's like, how do I actually protect someone not coming in and buying me out or forcing me to leave because of? Well, no one can. Fo- I mean, our neighborhood really doesn't fall under eminent domain. Okay. Uh, there's there's nothing there, but see, the property values is just going up and up and up and up because we're two miles from the freeway, and the Woodlands has grown so much that we're well, like, prime real estate. Yeah, the Woodlands is weird because it's a township, and so like you don't necessarily have like an HOA like you would have in like a traditional neighborhood, and and, and so. But they still control you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're right. Yeah. Now, fortunately, again, my HOA, what I pay in a year is what everyone else in the Woodlands pays in a month. Sure. <laughs> you know, it's, I, I, again, I'm in the cheap part of the Woodlands, uh, which well, is very nice. Like, so, that happened to Ben, uh-huh. he, my brother, who, like I yeah. said, Craig knows, he lived in a, off of Gessner and uh, I-10. And before Harvey happened, the, he backed up to a ravine. Uh-huh. And then on the other side of the property was like a car. Uh, automobile place that fixes cars and so they had a lot of trees so you couldn't see anything right so when you went to his backyard you would just see a ravine that was it and then when harvey happened the city of houston came in took 10 feet of his property Uh uh-huh and then they put a sidewalk 
on the ravine. So yep. they didn't really extend the ravine to make it, you know, have better water flow. But now when he goes outside, like when he has his coffee or something, people can just look into his house. Yeah. And that's when he kind of free, like they because they had, a, he just got married and had a baby. And he's like, this is too weird because people are just walking by his house. Honestly, the, the best protection for that is a good realtor um, because they will be able to explain to you easements and eminent domain and whether or not those mm. things are potential for your property to be vulnerable to. Um, you know, and, and but city of Houston is just weird, and they kind of tend to do what they want. Yeah, that's what when he said that he tried to fight it, it was like there's nothing he they could have done, no. and like they already started because I think the Harvard reaction was like we got to fix these things. But he's like, why did they put in a sidewalk? Right, because like, it's visual. Well, but it, like they're still backing up to a car dealer thing. So <laughs> yeah, it's no, like, it's, no, it's cosmetic. It, it, it was just yeah. they needed something. Hey, look, you can walk along here now. The implication is that it's safer, whereas people are just going to get swept away. <laughs> from the sidewalk and, and the nearest yeah. Uh, breach. Yeah, I mean that, that really weirded me out a little bit because he lived there for a good while, and then all of a sudden, like that one day, your house will change, and it's not any, it's not your house; it's something right around it. Yeah, there's there's the comfy middle, right, where that <clears throat> typically doesn't happen to people. Where no. on the fringes, like where you live in a in a highly populated metropolitan area, like like that, mm-hmm. or if you live in the country, and, and your neighbor's and, a meth maker. Well, right. Those are the best. What what happens in the country is the state decides to put in highways and and thoroughfares, right? And so they'll eminent domain large chunks of property or through the middle of your large chunk of property to put a road. And there's n- there's not a whole lot you can do once the government decides to eminent. I mean, you can you can fight it, and about the only defense that you can have is like Indian burial ground, or you know natural preserve for a protected species, or you know there's there's a list of things that you can do. But even then, I mean, like it's you're you're fighting a behemoth, mm-hmm. you know, of an organization, and, and and it's the same in the woodlands. I mean, like it's you know, if you if you go to to cut a tree down in the woodlands, you're up against a corporation, a, a huge corporation that you're having to fight with in order to get a tree cut. Um, but that's just the way the neighbor that you know township is set up. Um, so you, that's part of why I say a good realtor will explain these things to you before you make that purchase because they want you to be informed as to you know what kind of house you're buying. And if that if that's something that's going to bother you, then that person needs to be able to articulate that. Yeah. Well, There's pros know, and cons to everything, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you just don't discover. I think that's kind of the the the, the adventure of owning a home. I imagine it is. Is yeah. you discover these things. Yes. Because I bet depending on where you live, there's some weird stuff going on. So I mean, like, and, and it's especially what, what's <laughs> well. I mean, like, you're. I, that's one thing I never really fully understood is the community aspect. Like, your neighbors can be doing things, but to me, that's not my fear. My neighbors are not my fear of doing. The only fear I have is that they build trash. Yeah. You know, because that's something I can really like overnight decimates. You know, your house because rats and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Like, if you have a giant wood pile next door. You're like, all right, what's going on here? Can we burn this or what, what are we doing? <laughs> But then the, the HOA stuff, and then also the management company, like the, whoever's managing. Because I know Houston's really strange, especially the older parts of Houston. Like my aunt had to get an arbiter to come out because Harvey destroyed one of the trees in the backyard, and she just wanted to take the tree out. Right. Well, you can't do anything with trees in West U unless you hire an arbiter yep. to come out and do, you know, what's the strength of the tree. And then you have to replace a tree. So if you take a tree out there, you, you have to back. put one, one yeah. back. And it was funny is secretly she was probably just trying to get a pool, but like the tree, <laughs> I mean, it, you know, whatever. But I was like, you know, it's so strange just to, if you want to do something with your home, you have to go through all these hoops. But I think it depends on where you live. Yeah. And especially living in Houston, people know, like it's so old there. 
So you, you have to have somewhat of an idea if you buy one of those historic houses or historic district houses and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. but if you live in, like, uh, let, let's get to outside of Houston. Like if you live in, in a rural place. Well, like I was explaining to Holly, my wife. Sorry, like the, this yeah. is the best way I try to explain to her is, like, the beauty, the beauty of Montgomery County is you can have the, the, the highest restrictions of what you can do over, say, in the woodlands, and then you can go over to Willis. Yeah. And exactly. it's literally it's it's the wild west. Like yep. you can, you, but you have to do everything. You have to do the stuff. You have to do your own water. You have to do all that stuff. You probably won't even get internet for a couple of years. Yeah. And but you can you're living out where you can right. do whatever you, you can do whatever want. Whatever you want. You put a you can put a shed up if you want to. You yeah. can you know cut down the trees. You can put in a pool. You can do whatever you want. You can put an above ground pool. I'm doing banjo contest. That's right. <laughs> and your neighbor can also do whatever they want. That's that's yeah. true. And that's the that's the that rub the though, right? Yeah. I mean, so it's a and, and you know I, I'll tell you right now, like I didn't really fully understand HOAs until I moved here because we didn't have HOAs where I lived. Um, so the idea of someone telling me what I can and can't do uh, is kind of crazy. I mean, I had a uh, kind of spare tire out uh, beside my house uh, about a year ago, and I got a letter from the HOA that said, if you don't move that tire, we're going to charge you $50 a day until you get it moved. <laughs> I was like, what? What? Seriously? But at the same time, I'm looking at it going... I don't see lots of spare tires around here. Like (laughs) this place is actually pretty nice. So, you know, it, it does protect the value of your home. Mm -hmm. The HOAs really protect the value. Well, some of them are pretty third Reich and some are laid back in my neighbor in the woodlands proper. They're, they're pretty, pretty grim. You know, you you have an extra trash bag. You actually have to have a tag on it. Uh, If your lid on your trash can can't be up. So if you have an extra one, you actually have to get approval to put an extra bag out. Mine, they're like, eh, you know, heavy trash days, are, you know, every other Tuesday kind of thing. But every now and then they'll raise their head. Like, I've got a, you know, my driveway caved in because of flooding. And, and I got the, hey, you know, you need to come talk to us about this. And I did. And I pointed out I used to be on the, that board. I got it. And I was like, but I'm not pay- paying $11,000 to fix my driveway. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'll, I'll jackhammer it and, and pour some gravel down eventually when I get some, you know, more money in. But like, okay, six months, do you think that'll, oh, yeah, that should do it. And that was it. Nice. So, you know, sometimes I'll work with you, um, but you got to be able to read the room on that. And, and that, I think that's a good point, too, is like just having a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of people go in with the attitude, like, yeah. you can't tell me. It's like, yeah, yeah I, I know my, my driveway looks bad. Yeah, I, I get it. But there's just, my, my cheapest quote is 11 grand, and I don't think I owe that much on the house itself. So yeah. I'm not going you know, <laughs> to do it. Right. Um, well, it sounds like with the homeowner show, it's a good resource to hear about all aspects of yeah. the homeowning. And like, I'm always interested in the technology side because I, I do have a goal of owning a house one day. Right. But, you know, it's a little different for my wife. I was like, if we, I'm moving once. So <laughs> that's, what, that's what's going on there. I think that's wise. And and I'm I'm thankful for having a family that is very home centric. We're taking care of things and you know have a general idea, especially when you're dealing with professionals that come out. Because now, like my sister or my mom will call me and like, hey, can you come out here and be here when this happens? Yeah, just so I have like something's going on. And they, it actually happened with Mister Reuter. They the guy wanted to charge one hundred fifty dollars to dig a hole that's about a foot deep. Right, and I was like, I can dig a hole, man. I'll dig that hole. Yeah, and I, that, that's what really weirded me out when I was dealing with, with nothing against Mister Reuter. I just thought that was really strange to sure. have your itemized list that specific, and he didn't even offer to dig the like he didn't offer like you could dig the hole. I was like, 
how can we save money here? This makes no sense. And uh, <laughs> it's but, nice he even itemized it. I mean, could have just been like, here's the package. This yeah. is what it's going to be. Well, I mean, like especially some people who just want to get to the end. They're like, hey, just fix it. Right. Whatever it takes. Yeah. And those people, you know, the only th- the thing that scares me about owning a home is if you don't know, you can't really pinpoint the problem. So when there's something going on in your house, you're like, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. And it's going to take twice as long to figure out because you have no idea. But if you know it's an AC issue, you know who to call and things like that. And that's why I think the handyman should be kind of like an on call, like on the refrigerator number. Yeah. Because if you're not an expert, find somebody that can come help you. I actually think that would be a kind of a cool feature is like if you can, you know, if, as far as smart houses go, you, some of your major things that if they, if you could attach them to the companies that you trust. Yeah. Right. So like when, when that system recognizes mm-hmm. that, like, like my, uh, my thermostat right now gives me like updates as to when certain maintenance things are due for my AC. If I could just automate that to, to contact my AC guy immediately when that happens, rather than me having to make that phone call mm-hmm. or that email or something like that, that would, that would be amazing. Yeah, even, even if it, what it did was just send, send a message saying, hey, the, Craig's system is telling him that he needs to get this thing serviced. Fluctuation. Yeah, at that, point, at that point, That's they could call you. Up. Yeah, they call you. And it's like, hey, your system needs some repair. Do you do you want us to come out and do that? Well, do they let the user know? For instance, if your AC wax out, can it send a text to you? So you it get does. Sent? Okay, and yeah. then you can. Yeah, yeah, it does. It they send you. It, it will send push notifications. So so again, I, I, you know, you're asking, you know, the value of those things. It's how you want to interact with your home. Like if you're there and you're checking on things, you you recognize, hey, this isn't functioning the way it normally does. That's one thing. But if you're out of the home a lot, like the the technology side of things makes it really easy. For for me, um, I know when someone unlocks my front door. Every single time it sends me a push notification. I know when someone locks my door uh, every single time. Um, I, can, I can tell who got into my door based on what code they mm. used. So I can look at all those things. I mean, who, and, do you, who do you have going in and out of your house, man? You get different codes? I oh have, yeah, I have a, a code. He, yeah, he's very suspicious of me. Yeah, but like, like he, <laughs> no, Craig, same Craig thing does with my house. Same thing. Craig I, does my pest control, so he's he's got a code to get into my house. I mean, so I mean, you know, you allow those people into your home, um, and and I can even shut it down to he can get in between two and three o'clock if I want to. So there, there's really nice features there, um, but at the same time, it depends on do you care. Are you going to listen to the push notification that says you need to change your air filter in your, mm. you know, for your AC, or are you not? Uh, because at that point, it just becomes annoying. So, um, I, I'm we're I love tech stuff in my house. I absolutely love it because to me, it makes it easier to own my home. It makes it easier to work with and interact with my home. Um, well, the government's going to take over it. Well, they're probably going to do that anyway. Yeah, California is already going to be maintaining your water yep. digitally. It's like, boop, 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 sorry, you've used all of your water for today. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. literally in the middle of a shower. <laughs> I, you know, we laugh about it, but it's probably coming. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, because water uh, is... It's a commodity. Mean, yeah, it's, it's this commodity, and it, like it's, it's happening here. I mean, like there's, there's big fights going on over water rights. Yeah, we and, got and the ongoing battle between San Jacinto River Authority, Lone exactly. Star Groundwater Conservation District, yep. and no, I mean it's, it's nothing. So uh, I, I'm still trying to that. figure. I'm trying to figure out where the corruption is. I want to know, like, 
Because I can see it being money her? because everyone's paying double for whatever. Because I see my parents' bill, and I'm like, yeah, someone's taking something. Okay, like, the primary issue is up until recently, Lone Star or Groundwater Conservation District board members were appointed, not elected. Yeah. So they said, oh, there's corruption. Now you got elected ones, but now you got PACs backing them up, so they're beholden. But yeah, but like, where's all that money being spent? What do you mean where it's being spent? Well, because like from what I understand, for a camp- what are- when you when you're elected, that means you have a campaign. The money goes no, into your no. Campaign. I'm talking about the the, the money that the you tax, pay for your water. The, yeah, the tax money because you get taxed twice. Well, basically a lot for of that was turn- being turned around uh, and put on the providers. The the massive fees on yeah. that that uh, Lone Star Groundwater did, and so you get like your quad vest of the world or whomever. They turn around and say, "Listen, we we got to ter- put it onto you." Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's a mess. And there are no easy answers to it. But, yeah, no, it's the water situation is bigger than, than Well, we think. should be telling people to move out of here. To where? Because we're eating too many people. <laughs> That's right. You move so, to Dune or something where water just There's way matter. too many people on 105 and 1488. Okay, we'll, we'll get there's out there with spinner signs. way too many signs. people on the woodlands. Spinner yeah. signs. Yan- Yankee, go home. That yeah. thing, just get out of here. Way too many people. Move, there's, there's a lot of people moving here from out of state. Moving to Galveston. Yeah. So. Bringing their bugs and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm happy to help them, but <laughs> <laughs> I te- we we inadvertently kind of stepped in it early on in the show. We had a uh, we had a mayor on, uh, and it, at that time they were the city that he was serving was voting on some water rights issues. Mm-hmm. They were uh, because their their municipality had been managing their own water, and there was a corporation willing to come in and take over that that management. And so, and and he was opposed to the to the corporation coming through. And so we had him on the show. We were we were talking about lots of different stuff, but that came up, and we were we spent a good deal of time talking about water rights in his community. And the day after that episode aired, we get a I get an email from the CEO of this corporation, saying, "Hey, I heard what you guys had to say on the show about this. I'd love to come on the show and clarify some some stuff." Um, and and you know, like we I think we were like episode five or something yeah, like was that early yeah and we're like oh my gosh what did we get ourselves into uh did you get him on i i invited him on uh-huh. the issue was um it was in november and so by the time we would have had him on because we typically record on thursday evenings and then you know, the, the show goes live on tuesdays uh we would have had to have had him on that coming thursday by the time the show aired the following tuesday everyone would have already voted i think the vote was like on on tuesday morning oh okay i got you and it wouldn't have mattered yeah and so i was like just so you know i'm happy to have you on talk about what services you guys provide and all that kind of stuff but like interestingly enough we never heard from never heard back from him (laughs) so well, was he up for election, dude? Re-election? Because maybe that. No, he was. He was the CEO of the. Corp- oh, oh, I'm sorry, the yeah. CEO, not the Mario. Yeah. So he's still CEO there, right? I suppose. So. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, like, like water, like here in Conroe, like a lot of people don't know that, like Lake Conroe is a is a reservoir for mm. Lake Houston, and that Lake Houston is a reservoir for the city of Houston, and so like that was that big deal a few years back where everyone was losing their boat docks, mm. you know, and then they started suing city of Houston for drawing on the water. And it's like, no, this was, this was actually legal. I mean, like, it's not, it's not a great deal for you, but it was actually a legal deal set up. Like, I think sounds like your realtor should have been telling more you, proactive about yeah, telling you what's going to happen. Exactly. You're not going to have a lake, <laughs> but you're going to live on, on a, uh, potential lake <laughs> elevated area. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, we, we, that was a huge problem with Harvey was when they opened the dam yeah yeah when, when <laughs> the dam was open oh, for san jacinto i mean a lot of homes that had never been flooded before flooded for the first time and they were saying it's because lake conroe did not do their due diligence in draining 
the lake early enough, and so it rose to a level that they had to open the dam, and when they did that, homes flooded that had never flooded before. So, uh, you know, water, water, the, and the way you manage water and the way water is set up and, and all those sorts of things, it's a huge, huge thing. And I didn't really know until, I mean, I live out on the lake, and so I didn't know until I moved out there how big of a deal it was. I was like, oh, it's a lake. You go tubing on those things, you know, mm. but nope, a <laughs> lot, lot more than that happens. Yeah. You or know? you die. Yeah. Because Lake Connor's like the deadliest lake in Texas, I think. Is it really? Yeah. Because well, there's a bunch of yahoos that say, hold my Are beer. there yahoos Good thing in we're Texas? open Margaritaville, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> good, good, good thing we're getting all the, you know, the nice positive people moving here. Yeah. Because they can get rid of us, who are the yahoos, Sean. Uh, no, I'm sure the new people will be holding on to their beers, too. They'll, yeah. be, <laughs> IP, they'll be IPAs. We'll train stuff. them up right. IPAs. <laughs> They're just all hopped up yeah, at that point. Yeah, hold, hold my IPA. <laughs> hold my Zima. Zima. How do you not have a want-want button for Kevin? That's yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, So the Homeowner Show airs here on Lone Star uh, every Wednesday at 11. So right after the show, you'll hear the most recent episode. It's, oh, yeah, we'll be on right after we get off. Yeah. <laughs> y'all have Monopoly today. And cool. then uh, it's your turn. And then y'all have a podcast that so y'all release once a week. Yes. And y'all are active on social media and all that kind of stuff. Letting people know, especially it sounds like it's more of an interview base where you have really interesting people come in yeah. and give you different insights to owning I mean, if, a home. And if or, you're in Montgomery County, they're usually local people. I mean, we occasionally have the out-of-state person, but like most of the people, that we, we bring them in studio. But I think this episode that's coming out is, is uh, kind of a, a little bit of a one-off. Because I think the one that's coming out is our Thanksgiving episode, isn't it? Right. Yeah. So, so Craig and I on this one, we just kind of talk about our own Thanksgiving. So it's a little bit of a one-off, and we 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 try to do some fun things every once in a while. We did a uh, we did a top ten list not too long ago. He 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 had a top ten list of things he's looking, you know, he would want to look for in a new home, and I did a top ten list of things that I would want to look for in a new home, and they were vastly different because we like different things, and he and I are different people. So, you know, we were kind of contrasting that to show people listen it's your list isn't better than anybody else's just know what your list is yeah you know, a, a, a realtor isn't going to know what to look for if you don't have a list like right. you, you need to tell them what to look for because at the end of the day they are going to fail you're going to get frustrated at them and it's not because they failed it's because you didn't give them the right information up front so well would, anyway. you, would you say those like home shows that you know there's basically a whole television channels dedicated to the home right yeah, in fact, the other the other podcast that is in our niche has a television has a television show. show. Like, so, do you see those shows being beneficial at all? Like, this old house is a cool show. Is that even on the air still? It should. It, well, I think they celebrated. You know, like they're seven, they're fifty. But it's I not think. Bob Vila anymore. No. Okay. But they they have different versions of this old house now. I know yeah. That. But it, do you see those shows being beneficial to, to people to watch? Or I, I think some of them are. I mean, some of them, if they're if they're legitimately about like here's how to own your home better, I think those are good. I mean, I I think that some of these HGTV shows are are a lot about here. Go buy these things to make your house look like this. I always love that when they do like the makeovers and they come up and like let's see what happens. Like, well, first I want to tell you about what we installed, and yeah. it's like. We didn't. We just painted. That's all we really did. <laughs> yeah. But we put these Samsung products yeah. in. It's great. It's a whole new room. And yeah, no, a lot of people that we talk to that are you know, like actual professionals that do those kinds of things yeah. can't stand 
that the DIY HGTV yeah. stuff because they feel like it gives an unreasonable expectation to their customers as to the amount it, of time it yeah, takes. Yeah, 60 minutes later, their house is finished. Right. And, and, and <laughs> well, I, I love the ones where it's like the woman saying, I'm a yoga instructor and my husband you know, delivers packages every other Thursday and our house budget is $1.5 million. Exactly. It's like, how? How? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do, speaking of how, how do people find you on social media? I uh, just search for the homeowner show. I mean, like it's it's uh, seriously. Well, I mean, uh, uh, you're not gonna have like 500. It is the homeowner show. The no. homeowner show. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 In fact, it's it's funny that, you, that you're surprised by that. We were surprised. We were by surprised that. by that. In yeah. fact, uh, when we were when we were trying to figure out what we were gonna title the show, uh, I, I told Craig we uh, we had a, like a list. We had like you know four <laughs> or five, and I told I told Craig I said what I really want to call it is the homeowner show, and he was like, huh. Let's see how many thousands we have to yeah, let's write, see. Pay, let's see what's out there. Yeah. And so we go and we look up homeownershow.com available. It's like $3 for the website. That's insane. That was weird. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, yeah, there again, you know, for whatever reason, there's not tons and tons of stuff yeah. there in our niche. So, yeah, go search for the homeowner show. Homeownershow.com is a way to find us. You can get our, our you can get to Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that from there. You can also get uh, download our episodes from there. You can search for us on on Apple Podcast and those sorts of things. Uh, just type in the homeowner show. Yeah. And I want to show off the bling you guys brought me. Oh so yeah, we brought. Th- yeah, there it is. There it is. Yeah. See, if, if people want those T-shirts, they can go buy them on Amazon. They're up there. Yeah, uh, they're not. They're not expensive. No. Cool. And they're comfy. They're super comfy. Yeah, it feels right very now. soft. I know, right? Yeah. We, we spared no expense. <laughs> <laughs> This old house is still airing. Is it? Yeah. Just to let you know. I'm trying to... So, like, what, what's kind of weird is the reason we picked this this kind of show is, like, we're already, like, the number two show on Apple Podcasts. And the other guy that's there has been there 10 years. Um, wow. And, and so, like... And, and we're almost caught up with him um, in, in terms of, like, reviews and, and different things like that. And, and so, like, we've just... We've been really surprised by the response we i mean we really we really thought it was going to be like just like this fledgling hobby uh and, and but like we've gotten a good response to it and so like we're excited about being on the radio station here because we you know we feel like what we're doing is is providing value to people yeah. who are interested well, sure oh, definitely does. Yeah. um and, and so we want to get that to as many people as as possible i'm actually curious dick because you're you're kind of like in that in that zone of like He's about in to the buy zone, a home all right you know, like your wife has probably has some ideas as to what she wants. What, what do you think would be like your top two or three things maybe that you would want that you guys would want together? Like what do you what would be at the top of your list? Well, we'd probably share a bedroom. Okay. So that's probably number probably. one. So, probably. So, so Depends on the day. But a, but a backup a more bedroom liberal for style those other house. I got yeah. it. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're, we're very progressive in our house. <laughs> but you need a backup bedroom for the times you take her off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't. The thing that the thing that we probably disagree on. That's kind of going not answering your question is, how long do we want to own a house for? Right. Because I've always, like I said, I want to own. If I bought a house, that's the house I'm going to die in, kind right. of thing. So I really don't know because you know she's pretty much the one that's going to tell me what to do. Uh-huh. So probably the question should be asked to her. To her. <laughs> yeah. Let's get her on. I mean, I kind of already designed my own. I have my own office. I have my own workbench. Uh-huh. So my garage could be my office. Like I make it both. So yeah. when I do any electrical stuff or computer stuff, I have in my office right now, but I could easily do it in a garage. So I'm not really, I'm very mobile with my stuff. Okay. So, and she, she even knows that she knows I could just live in a room. 
Like, I have all, everything in the room. Okay. And besides the bathroom, because that'd be kind of gross. <laughs> but, like, she knows I could have my computer and all that stuff right here. My I can have a single bed, and I'm good. Like, that's yeah. all I really need. Uh, she'd be the more of the decorating, being very... It, the house has to be presentable. I mean, the only thing I would really want in the house that would cost for stupid money is have a cold water filter spout in every room. Because I'm a, I love drinking water, so I'm in bed. I don't want to get out of bed. I'd be like, here we go. Mm. Just that. And then I have some oh, okay. water. Because that would probably be like, that'd be over the top. But it, it, that's one of those super niche things, like where, where some people are like, I want to have a urinal in my, you know, my master bathroom. Yeah. It's like, and the wives are going, uh, no. <laughs> but, but the guys are like, why? I mean, well, it's my t- bathroom. You just tell the guy that's what the shower's for, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think those go to different places. Yeah, that was a joke. <laughs> uh, but no, and that's one thing I think that the advantage of. Uh, dreaming it's something you could dream about and you yeah. make it work and to me i'm always comfortable wherever i am like i'm like okay cool i yeah, can live here i tell people that because I, I could have cared less what our house looked like i just wanted the property yeah i just wanted the land i wanted to walk around some trees yeah. i mean there could have been like just a patch of ground where a house could have been built and i think that's probably what i would put i put restrictions on that like i won't be able to shoot a gun and not get in trouble uh-huh. i won't be able to burn stuff and not get in trouble <laughs> so those are pretty much it's pretty destructive dick yeah. well i mean it's something to, you i want to watch an icbm at the neighbors and not get in trouble <laughs> well i mean i like burning I want a flamethrower the dog <laughs> he's next korea door so, yeah well i mean he it's just korea. kind of like when you're when, that's the community thing you invite people over it's like you guys want to shoot a bunch of guns yeah. I'm like, yeah, because that, that was one thing I discovered. I'm this, more of a You can either do it with me guy, or I can do it at you. <laughs> well, it involves fire, right? Like, I, I, I discovered that visiting Holly's family. They live in Atlanta, and they own, what's really cool about their family is they own, I think, like over 300 acres, but everyone in the family lives somewhere on it. Yeah. So when it's uh, when it's dinner no. time, everyone gets together. Like some people ride horses over, some people ride buggies, some people drive. But then it's kind of like, so what do you guys want to do? And like, let's go shoot some guns. So they have a shooting range. Is this one of those compounds I read about, like the brand? No, Davidians? that's why I was like, this is really weird. <laughs> and uh, but no, it's like I was Don't like, drink the Kool Aid that they pass out over there. No, it saying. wasn't anything like that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was very packs. surprised, and I liked that. I was at, yeah. And my that's where my brother out in Liberty. My parents have a little trailer with on their property. So we meet halfway and we hang out. But you definitely so. can't live in the woodlands. You can't live in Houston. Mm. You got to live in Cut and Shoot. That's actually that's where I told Holly I was like I want to live in Willis or Cut and Shoot yeah. or more East County just so I can do whatever I want. But she didn't like that because she didn't like the idea of the utilities and stuff. So. <laughs> so she was like, "No, we're not doing that." <laughs> she wants to live in a suburban uh, suburban home, and I'm like, right. oh, screw that." And just want... buy that and have a little bat cave. With, well, this with, you this can is shoot actually what guns. I think is interesting about like the tiny home movement is like most of those houses are on wheels. Right. And yeah. so like you could have your house in the neighborhood like what you wanted and then on the weekend hitch it up and go to the place in the in the country. Yeah. And and I I actually think that's something that's gonna become more and more commonplace is like, you know, hitching up your house and just taking it different places. Well Holly's tiny, so it might work for yeah, right. for her. There you go. You'd be bonking your head yeah. on the doorway though. Well I mean especially when you're playing ahead plan on having a family. Mm-hmm. And that's really what like the disadvantage of me trying to say, Oh, we're only buying one house because I mean, what happens if we're like my cousin and have eight kids? Yeah. You're like, oh, we only have a four-bedroom house or a two-bedroom house. Like, a lot of bunk beds. Well, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, the Brady house only had one bathroom. So, <laughs> that's true. But no, I think that that's kind of... a huge house, too. I know, right? I think that's kind of... You, you decide... That's how you, that's how you transition. And that's kind of me going, this is impractical to live here. Yeah. We need to figure this out. Because I know a lot of people go through that through their ages. So, when you're, all the kids are gone, and you're like, you know, we don't yeah. really need to take care of this house... Because I know, like, the house my parents built, they built it to die in because 
basically they built the extra wide doors so they can get the dead body out. <laughs> like that's the that, that's like, forward thinking. Man. Yeah, no, really. Like, but really, it's like if you're in a wheelchair or something, you can scoot in and scoot out. But it, like, and I was thinking, I was like, all right, so you're you're at that point. But you know, when you're buying a home or taking care of it. You don't really. Sometimes most people don't think that far ahead. But it's tough to think about that when yeah. you're 30, because you think that you know you're eternal. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's more of a affordable affordability. But I think we're in a good position living in Montgomery County because you have a lot of options. Oh, yeah. And that's what I was trying to like, because my Holly worries about this stuff all the time. And, and I was like, well, you know, certain people have that expectation. It's like, oh, I want to live in the woodlands by Market Street. I'm like, we're. I don't ever want to be that kind of yeah. person. Right. But, you know, but the availability of East County, to me, is something that that's where I'd like to end up. But only if they ex- expand 105 a little bit, because that's, that's a nightmare. Oh, getting out to cut and shoot's awful. Yeah, but th- that's something that we kind of talk about, because I don't plan on moving out of this area. Yeah. I don't plan on it. You know, I think we need to have a tiny home person that, that builds tiny homes out, because I have a, I have a oh, really big... You need big... a tiny person to build yeah. tiny? Yeah, that is that'd show? even be... Yeah, that seems yeah, like the, the best the person to do it. The importance of hyphens, <laughs> yeah. the, a tiny dash home yes. person. Person. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I think we need to... I have a, I have a really interesting question they have that them. I think... They're, they're a lot of business. Oh, yeah, there's, okay. there's tons of them okay. around here, actually. Uh, but, uh, you know, why would you buy a tiny home over, like, a fifth wheel, for example? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, these t- some of these tiny homes... I mean, they're they're nice on the inside. They've got certain you know amenities amenities yeah. in them, but like you go buy a, a, a nice travel trailer, and they've got like slide outs, and so they get their their. My room. son just bought one, and their uh, RV. With, yeah, they're huge. Yeah, and so it's it. like really what at the end of the day, what's the difference? And so Stick um, maybe. Maybe it's just a trend. I don't know. Uh, I, I, it's a house versus a trailer. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know. I really think oh, I know the, the trailers thing. and everything like that. The downside is the quality. Yeah, so would, it's kind of like think, imagine driving your house everywhere. Yeah, the bumps and the everything like something's gonna come loose, and but then again, that's part of living in that kind of lifestyle. Yep. So you're choosing that. Well, I mean, I, imagine having a piece of property. And you, just, you when you have kids, you just expand little tiny houses. Yeah. So, yeah. Buy another storage. You know. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in favor of if you, one more container. I want to put my kids in a separate building. They, they, yeah. I need that. <laughs> I, I had my <laughs> raising mine. I had those those moments, those fantasy moments myself. Yeah. So well, we'll just go. make sure they get into the like the camping atmosphere. So it's like, oh, just go out into the tent, live out there for a week, <laughs> yeah. see what happens. It's not safe it's for the TV, animals. Son. And, then they, and then they get sick, and you're like, why are they sick? Oh, they have ticks. Oh, great. <laughs> Call Excalibur. So hey, I like how you brought that around. Yeah. That well, an I want to transition. I want to say thanks for coming in, guys. And if you're listening right now to Dick and Skippy, we're about signing off. But coming up right next is the Homeowner Show. Woo-hoo. And so you guys release a podcast on Tuesdays. It airs on Lone Star Community Radio on Wednesdays at 11. Uh, you have social media. Do you guys do Q&As at all? Like if I'm a homeowner and I want to call in or ask y'all. Cause... Yeah, you can you can email us at info at homeownershow.com. Okay. Um, you can message us on Facebook. We love taking questions. Actually, we, we have an interview coming up this Thursday with a uh, home cleaning service. So if anybody has any good questions about uh, home cleaning, uh, we're going to have an expert in about that. Okay. So we'll have Chelsea on to inform us. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's someone, you, got, you don't want to do it, right? <laughs> yeah. It's one of those I, things. That's why I hired her. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for coming in. You're listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings. We uh, are going to be back here on Friday. We don't have a guest currently scheduled. So if you're interested, I think we actually do. I think we just got one. I think Wayne Keller, of I just realized last night, 
uh, for Cadence Hope. They're doing oh, a, on okay. the 14th, they're doing a fundraiser at Pacific Yard House. We'll post more information about that soon on our social media. You're listening to Dick and Skippy at IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and of course, Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy live on video. We will see you guys on Friday. Yeah.